everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from ever so chilly Salt Lake City, Utah. Ooh, it's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to talk about ghosts and specters. Spooky and, stories. Uh, and uh, sightings. Yeah, and reasons why you should definitely Ooh. 100% believe in ghosts. <laughs> We're going to get to it. Oh, my God. They're, they're everywhere, Dan. Yeah. You guys can look forward to that because we're, we're... Oh, yeah. No, and I tell you what, this this place is this really oh, oh, this room? Yeah. Mm. I mean, this is... I don't know why we're even in here. I'm terrified every time we come in. Yeah. You can feel like... like can you see my breath? <sighs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. The heater is completely ineffective on this room. That's so weird. It's always 68 degrees with a 40% chance of rain in this room. Wow. So that means that it's raining. 40% of the room has rain. <laughs> at, at any given moment, there's a corner getting soggy. That's just not true. All right, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some... Before we get to all of that, we've got some things that we need to cover. Yeah. Of course. Um, some, the news. Some, some stories from the news. Oh, I'm just going to start with a uh, political candidate okay. up in Idaho. This man's running uh, for re- the lieutenant governor. Okay. He's a Republican. His name's Bob Nonini. <laughs> Nonini. <laughs> There's so many Nini. I just love that name. Okay, please continue. <laughs> uh, he... Uh, He's come out on, uh, he's made sort of a, uh, a little bit of a stir with, uh, uh, you know, his stance on abortion. Mm. Uh, now that, you know, a, a Republican being, you know, anti-abortion should not surprise anyone. No, no, that seems, uh, that seems normal. However, uh, basically, uh, in his terms, when Roe gets overturned, now yeah. that that seems like will probably happen. Right. Um he wants Idaho to make sure that there's strong deterrence for anybody who decides to break the law because clearly they will make abortion illegal. Right. Uh so he wants there to be criminal uh you know um repercussions repercussions yeah. for any not not just the doctors because that traditionally was the way that it was handled before Roe. Oh, no, no. Uh, You've got to go after those murderous women. Yeah, because, you know, they, they're they bad. So he is calling for uh, the death penalty for any woman wow. who uh, has an abortion Wow, uh, illegally yeah. in the state of Idaho. Uh, he says, I strongly support the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, no shit. Uh, that would allow states like Idaho to recriminalize abortion as a deterrent. Yeah. However, it is my understanding that in the history of the United States, long before Roe was foisted upon this country, no woman has ever been prosecuted for undergoing abortion. That is for practical reasons, as well as for reasons of compassion. But he is not going to consider those practical reasons, He's, nor be a compassionate human no. being. Compassion, uh, is, compassion is a dirty word <laughs> in, in these people's yeah. lexicon. Yeah, it's actually... Um, I I think that... Uh, opponents of abortion rights should be very concerned about the prospect of Roe being overturned. Why? Because there, because the pendulum is going to swing, and it is going to be uh, some version of The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm. I mean, obviously also, yeah. not. Here's the but thing. Like, Everybody in Idaho that needs an abortion can just cross the border over to Washington and they'll be fine. Yeah, that, or come down here to Utah. We're, yeah, we're, you, we're, we're, we're clearly, clearly. going to keep it legal here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. It's so horrifying. I do, you know, when, I, I've said this before. I do have sympathy for people who have decided that they think that abortion is the murder of a human. Right. They they are wrong in my view, but I think that that, but that is an opinion based thing. There's no way to say that a fetus, a zygote, isn't a person definitively. It's it's the beginning of a life. You could you could make the argument, and and I think 
either side. Well, <clears throat> pregnant women need to be getting passports for their unborn children. Right. When they they're leave smuggling the humans across they, the border. Well, yeah, and they take they take a, a fetus across the state line mm. without the husband, without the the <laughs> father knowing. It's you know child abuse, yeah, uh, or not child abuse, child child abduction. Yeah, right. Like like let's. If we're going to, let's be consistent here. Well, right? there's, but there's the laws a- need to extend and, and protect that, that, that fetus in all the ways yeah. that a, that a baby would be protected. I just, I get what I'm saying is that I get that they see it as a murder. And if you see it as a murder, first of all, you know, it's not as egregious mm-hmm. as killing an adult person. Right. Or, or, a, or, a you know, out of the womb living their life child. Well, you know that it's not that. Right. So demanding the death penalty is ridiculous. But I but the other thing is you just like you can't force a person, you know, if you needed a kidney mm-hmm. to to live and my kidney is a perfect match, mm-hmm. it's still my kidney and I have every right not to give it to you if I don't want to. How dare you, Dan? I would. I need a I, kidney. You know I would give it to you. Dan. Cuz I'm that kind of a guy. Really? But I have the right. That's so nice of you. Yeah, Dan. I'm very generous. Uh, but I have the right not to. Like, I have bodily autonomy. And that's... Which I think is wrong. Which I shouldn't have. I deserve that kidney. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. Uh, but but that, to me, is the more salient point when it comes to the thing. Is that no woman... You can't force a woman to house this, uh, basically, a, a parasite mm-hmm. if they don't want to. Right. That's their body. Right. And they're not, like... You know, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, we don't need to get into the whole fucking abortion thing. I just, right. I, well, I all I was saying but, was that, like, I understand that there is a, a reasonable argument to be made. Right. But you can't criminalize it because on both sides, because it's not, a you can't decide that issue. Right. You can't. Well, what I would do is I would draw um, a lot of these anti-abortion <laughs> people's attention uh, to passages in the Bible which place absolutely no value in uh, not only an unborn, you know, human's right. uh, life. Personhood. Personhood. But also, like, for the first, like, month or two yeah. of, 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 of a baby being out of the womb, it's still not seen in sort of, like, the Old Testament tradition. Uh, Rabbi Gruber, please fill us in and illuminate <laughs> us. Um, but, like... That's my understanding. No, yeah, right. there, there are passages in the Bible that talk about. First of all, there's a passage. There's one passage in the Bible about a woman who I think is adulterous and gets pregnant by adultery, uh-huh. and like her punishment is that the priest is supposed to whip up a potion, uh-huh. and then she has to drink it. Yeah, and it will kill the baby. Right, and if it kills her too, then she was bad, and if it doesn't kill her too, then she was good or whatever. Oh wow, and it's like, but. Never once does it say, this abortion is wrong, but we have to do it. It's right. like, this abortion is the way that you do it. Right. The Bible explicitly condones abortion in that passage. Right. It never explicitly says anything negative about abortion. Right. So they need to get their act together. I know. Fucking Christians. The Bible's all about abortion. Yeah, they love, they love to read those like two, two verses that say some things about homosexuality. Right, but... They'll harp on those. Sure. But then you give them that that business, and they're like, "No, you're wrong." Well, what? I'm I'm pointing at a Bible <laughs> verse right now. Right. You should read it. No, yeah. But it's a verse in the Bible, and that's your book, not my book. Right. Anyway, uh, speaking of the Bible, oh no, you know, oh no, you know, you know those Catholics. Have you ever heard of them? The the <laughs> yeah the so-called universal faith. Uh, hmm. ha- Pope Francis. You know, they've been, I don't know if you've heard of this. Apparently, there's been some problems with some of those, their priests being, uh, being naughty. Oh, what have they, what have they been doing? Uh, doing, doing, doing have... the pedophile thing. Oh. Uh, so anyway. Oh, Dan, that's awful. Uh, I just, I'm just going to quickly round up uh, a couple of stories that I found this week about that. Uh, Pope Francis uh, accepted the resignation of Cardinal Donald Wurl. There's too many. What a beautiful name. Yeah, there's too many vowels in it. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, where, where his father, whatever his name is. 
What? Where did you say he was from? Oh, uh, I think he is the uh, the cardinal of the uh, cat uh, of D.C. Oh, is that where it is? Wow. Okay. Uh, huh. Anyway, this is the he is the uh, yeah. So any there was a when the whole thing in uh, Pennsylvania happened. He was he was during the time of a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He was the archbishop. And he was personally responsible responsible for things like shuffling, uh, reinstating priests who had been sort of suspended while they investigated, mm. you know. Uh, oh God! Yeah, uh, accusations and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And yeah, he put people in harm's way. A hundred percent for sure, he did that. E. Knowing, knowingly, he did that. Yeah. Uh, the so the the Pope has now accepted his resignation. Okay. Uh, he's like. 78 years old he's almost 78 he turned 78 this year huh. uh so like no big loss on that one and also he was he was allowed to stay in for way longer than he should have been and also the pope sent him a letter that was like thanking him for his service and saying you may have made some mistakes but you aren't complicit it was basically along what is the pope up to i don't know but then he- but I mean, that seemed a little ugly. But then on the other side of it, in Chile, where where there's that whole there was that whole mess there, same mm-hmm. same thing, mm-hmm. you know, pedophile priests and stuff. He right. has just defrocked two more Chilean priests, and he did it publicly, which they never do. And he said the reason was because of the pedophilia. Wow, which they never say. Right. Like when the Catholic Church defrocks somebody, if they even mention it, mm-hmm. it's like a one line thing that just says this person was is no longer a priest sort of thing. Right, right, right. So uh so on one side you've got a really dopey way of handling this cardinal, and mm-hmm. on the other side you've got actually like a tiny bit more transparency happening. So you tell me if any lessons are being learned. Progress is fucking slow. Well, he does need to be, he does need to come in with a strong hand in South America because of his own sort of troubled little bit of a, a past uh-huh. here where he may have been aware of some things when yeah. he was the Archbishop of uh, Buenos Aires or wherever it was. Yeah. Um, and whatever he was. Um, but he, um, yeah, so so I kind of I, I get what he, or I would at least well, speculate that that's part of it. And he initially um, bungled the Chilean thing so hard. Yeah, he initially he needs to come in, fucked it up so badly, and like yeah. didn't believe people, and was like, yeah. "Yeah, it's your word against theirs," and they're priests, so they win and whatever. But then he flipped on himself. Yeah. So now, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where he keeps doing something that I'm like, yes. You're mm-hmm. finally you're you're moving the church in a direction that it needs to go, and then, like the next day, doing something where it's like, oh no, you've mm-hmm. gone back again. Yeah, weird. There's a okay. battle brewing in that man's mind. Come on, Pope. Anyway, track together. Um, well, Dan, actually, I'm going to go uh, over to Poland. Okay, with another uh, uh, Catholic pedophilia. Oh, fun pedophile story. Oh, right? good. I'm so glad we've, we're getting those flowing in. Well, what's important about this story is that, you know, we, you know, we know where the story's basically at in this country. And mm-hmm. we see the, this example you just brought up in, in, in Chile and, right. and, 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 you know, in so much of the world, uh, there's been a lot of progress. Well, mm-hmm. one part of the world that has kind of not seen much progress on this issue has been Poland. Mm. And so uh, this is actually a really big deal. Uh, An independent panel uh, is being set up uh, with the goal of documenting cases of pedophilia in the Polish Catholic Church. Whoa. Uh, And this is uh, basically, well, they set up a website where people can go and uh, report okay. as well as uh, well I guess the 
No, there was a phone. There was a phone line. The website's a different thing. Okay. Phone, they, there was a phone line established to call to to report your story. Right. Wow. In the first twenty four hours, guess how many people called and reported their story? It's either going to be one. <laughs> wouldn't be, <laughs> or like six thousand. You no, know, it wasn't six thousand. They wouldn't. They, they, <laughs> There was it was one hundred. Okay, one hundred people called in in the first twenty four hours. Wow. Um, now there is um, an inner an interactive pedophilia map <laughs> that has been set up. Oh my god! That uh, online. Oh. Um, so for all you cartography buffs, get out there. It's gonna be <laughs> that's a fun one. The website had uh, over five hundred thousand uh, people visit it. In that same 24-hour period. Wow. Um, the public, let, let's see, they, uh, the map documents 280 cases of pedophilia committed by 60 priests that have actually been convicted in the courts. Mm. Right. So this... Uh, so that's, that's not, this is not just based on reports. This is like... These are actual, and so it was like, hey, and we're trying to make this public. We're trying to let you know where this happened. Yeah. And now people are starting to come forward, and obviously it's a, it's something of, of a big concern, um, you know, for abuse survivors yeah. to get these stories out there and to be able to connect with, you know, support structures. Mm. Um, but anyway... Um, there was a uh, apparently a fairly fairly recent. I'm only I'm only going to share this part of the story because there's there's one 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 little word in here I want to actually say. Um, they uh, there has been a, a landmark ruling that granted one million zlotties mm -hmm. in uh, compensation uh, for sexual abuse by a Catholic priest. A zloty. That's their currency? Mm hmm Zloty? Zlotties? Yeah. I remember using those. Zl it's, you don't get to zl very often. No. Uh, anyway, uh, that's um, about $266,000. Okay. Not, not a ton of, ton of money. No. But, um, anyhow. But in Poland, that'll go far. Perhaps. Uh, I don't know. I, no, people just don't. You know, know the value of a zloty these days. I mean, you just told them <laughs> one million equals two hundred thousand. Anyway, yeah, okay. All right. um, well, there you go. That's that's very interesting. I'm going to take us uh, <clears throat> back to Washington D.C., uh, where I think I, this is actually good news, but it's weird, but it's good. Uh, oh, about almost exactly twenty years ago uh, was when. <clears throat> Matthew Shepard, oh. a young gay boy in Wyoming, mm -hmm. uh, in Laramie, was murdered, presumably as a hate crime. Uh, he was, right. I mean, he was a high schooler, and he was he was brutally murdered by some uh, by some thugs who who hated him because he was gay. Yeah, uh, and you know he can kind of became this uh, this touchstone uh in in the gay in the fight for gay rights mm -hmm. uh, and 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 a very important figure um sort of an Emmett Till figure I think mm -hmm. um in in the gay rights movement mm -hmm. um and he uh, it, news just came out this week that uh he is going to his body is going to be interred at the National Cathedral yeah. in Washington DC Really? Yeah. So the, they're going to move. They're going to move his body from where it rests now. His parents have always been concerned that his resting place would be uh, 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 would attract vandals uh, because he is yeah. he was so important sure. and because so many people oppose everything that he stood for or everything that he symbolizes. Mm -hmm. So. It's actually quite lovely. Uh, the National Cathedral, for those who don't know, is is an Episcopal uh, cathedral, uh -huh. and uh, his family was Episcopalian. Uh -huh. And of course, the Episcopal Church of the United States uh, largely is gay affirming. They have uh, 
rights for gay marriages. They have gay priests. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. gay a uh, gay bishop. Yeah. Um, and it was actually that that first the first gay bishop that they had. What was his name? Uh, uh, Gene something. Gene Robinson. Robinson, uh, who who actually uh, Shepherd's mom called him and just said, "Hey, uh, what do you think about this idea of of interring him in the National Cathedral?" He thought it was a great idea. Called the the dude in charge of the cathedral. So yeah. so that's where he will rest forever. You know, I it, it's one of those things where you know if. Maybe it feels weird for an atheist to be celebrating this, but it feels like that person was important enough in in our cultural history that it that they need a uh, a, a burial of importance and yeah. and a monument of importance. Yeah. So. Well, and also a safe place. Yeah. You know where people can't turn it into their own. They can't have their moment of defiling or. Right, and defiling. What's that word? Vandalizing. Right, and there, know, there just... and and there will be a plaque in the cathedral for everyone to see. But yeah. his bones will actually be sort of locked up in in the, the uh, in the vault in the uh, the mausoleum, which is not open the to crypt. the crypt. Yeah, whatever it is, I don't know. Okay, so Interesting. so right. they won't be able to get to his body. They, you know, if at worst they could get to the monument, which, you know, to the plaque, which right could right. be replaced or cleaned or whatever right right all right well cool so there you go uh well dan it's tis the time for spooky yes it is tis, tis the season Ooh, for are you gonna spook spooky. us uh well in as much as you know those real life witches people who, who who uh practice uh witchcraft witchery as their as their as their as their religious uh which by the way is real oh it is no it you really guys is. uh <laughs> sephora actually uh if you were listening <laughs> right. last week right yeah now they're not actually going to go through with it but no. you know a little starter kit sure was going to be available oh my god yeah no witches okay uh very, modern very day real witches uh-huh. right these are just are, are planning to a, a ritual hex that they are going to uh, direct toward Brett Kavanaugh. Of course they are. Um, they are going to be gathering in Brooklyn in a bookstore called uh, Cat... Meow. What was it called? Uh, <laughs> pretty sure it's Cat not... Catland. Pretty sure it's not the Cat's Meow. But... <laughs> Catland. Catland is not much better. Catland bookstore. Okay. Uh, it specializes in sort of occult offerings. Sure. And, uh, they offer a spiritual community space, uh, and that's where they're going to be gathering witches, non-witches, pr- practitioners of such things, and non, uh, in order to direct their focus uh, at Kavanaugh. Now, now, what's important to remember here, okay, mm. is that this is not uh, uh, this this is a hex, right? Yeah. The, the, this is not like um, some kind of binding curse. Oh, right. Oh, this, okay. this is We're very, very, very important. Okay, okay. <laughs> because um, it, it, hexes create a spiritual uh, struggle, apparently, where both actors are on sort of equal spiritual footing. So there is some ho- like Brett. Brett Kavanaugh is not. He's not doomed because of this. He doesn't oh, thank have God. Like, as long as he has spiritual fortitude, apparently, <laughs> he he could actually withstand uh, their uh, their this public hex. However, uh, so I started this article and I was like, oh, this is silly. It's funny, um, and whatnot. Uh, however, the people who are coming forward who are, want to participate in this are uh, women who have survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, abu- uh, sexual um, assault, abuse, or, or assault, yeah. uh, and they—they're not just going to be directing their focus on Brett Kavanaugh. They're also going to be focusing their uh, hex toward their own rapists, uh, and and it really says something about our system and where we're at in this discussion. And and how good or or I should say bad we are 
at actually um, catching and the, the perpetrators and and well, locking them up. Yeah, or giving these women a sense of justice, right, of any and kind. Exactly, and 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 we we clearly are very bad at that. Yeah, because the buttons that have been pushed by Brett by the the nomination and now ascension of Brett Kavanaugh right. to the Supreme Court, um, they're very deep. Yeah, and they uh, show. Uh, a lot of the, f- a lot of failure in our society. Yeah, to, we to have... properly support women and yeah, and, when they and, and deal with their perpetrators when they're turning to dumb pretend magic. Yeah, t- to to help them. I mean, and you know what? Hell, if it gives them some sense of closure or some sense of uh, of of regaining their own uh, their their sense of their their own identity mm-hmm. and personhood, whatever you got to do. Right. The witch who's actually going to be uh, conducting this whole thing, uh, uh, Dakota Bracciale is her name. Um, She says, uh, even if you don't believe in the magic of it, you're given the space and the affirmation, having your voice heard, feeling a sense of fellowship and camaraderie. We're putting out the message that you're not alone. You're not leaving. We're not leaving you alone with the monsters. Okay. And then, of course, that's that's rough. That's brutal. Yeah. And I I think it's a a reckoning that we all need to face. Right. You know, and and we have been. This country has been facing this reckoning for the last, you know, in a very public way for the last year or so. Yeah. Um, Sadly, we haven't gone far enough. And I I really fear we're not going to go far enough. No, no. It's not not enough for, like, a few very high-profile men to be Mm -hmm. held to some account. No. There's, there there needs to be some protection for the women. There needs to be some help for the women and, yeah. and some and some yeah, and we need to be holding all of the men accountable. But yeah. until we get to that point, I don't know. Now they're just Let's riot- get our non-violent drug offenders out of the prisons <laughs> yeah, and fill it full of rapists. Yeah. Great. I'm all for it. All right. Um uh, finally I'm going to take us to Quebec. Uh, mm, the Quebec, the Frenchy part of Canada, <laughs> where uh, is is that what the license plates say? Yes, <laughs> only it's in Francais, so you can't actually understand it. But all it the means the Francaisie, yeah. le pot Francaisie, yeah, <laughs> du Canada, du Canada. Um, so uh, Francois Legault, uh, I presume that's how you pronounce it, uh, is just won the provincial elections and will be uh, the next premier of Quebec. Uh-huh. He uh, has v- he is has vowed that he will prevent government workers from wearing outward shows of religious uh, things. So no headscarves, no uh, mm. you know oh. yarmulkes or turbans or any of that sort of stuff to protect Quebec's secular society. He says. Now, I think that that doesn't protect anybody. That just uh, inhibits the rights of those individuals. But, he, you know, he says he's trying to protect Quebec's uh, secular society. And yeah, make sure there aren't crosses on the wall. When you go into the DMV, make sure there's not a cross on the wall. Right. On the wall? Or how about on the floor of the National Assembly? Because there's a giant <laughs> crucifix up. that's been hanging there since the 30s, I think. No. And... Uh, He's soups okay with that. No, he's not. Totes. Totes. On the record, he's okay with that. Yeah. No, fuck that. No, no, (laughs) no. Because, because, no, hear him out. That's not a religious symbol. That's history. So he just has a problem with. He just doesn't know how symbols work. He has a problem with the jobs. Yeah, he has a problem with everything except Christianity, just like all the Christians do. It's the same thing over and over. What a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so mad right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically said that the crucifix just is about... Because Quebec was founded by French Catholics and English Anglicans, you know? And they're both, uh, you know, English Protestants, French right. Catholics. Yeah. Both of them Somehow like that, that symbol. Somehow, they formed a nation. Amazing. How they have nothing in common? No, no. How did they forge but, this alliance? 
As a matter of fact, you know, if you think about it, a cross is like two different things crossing each other. Oh, one going yeah. up and one going across. You yeah. know, it's a perfect symbol. Yeah. No, the guy's a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. Of epic proportions. Oh, my God. I mean, what's funny is that I'm exactly the opposite with him on these issues. It's so not okay for him to say you can't wear your hijab, you can't wear your yeah. turban. That's that's the person when when you work for the government. Right. But it's so definitely not okay to have a crucifix hanging in the hall of the National Assembly. Yeah. No, no, no. Like like again, the the, the state sponsorship, right? The the state sanctioning of it is in the decor. Right. Right. Yeah. The person who's working there is a citizen right. who is allowed because of their freedom of religion to do their, their dumb thing. Right. They they yeah. Their their religion requires that they wear right. a turban and not cut their hair. And what's important is that when the guy with the yarmulke, right, goes up to the woman in a hijab, she does all his paperwork for his new driver's license. Right. And there's Every, no issue as between long the as two of them. Everybody does their fucking job. You're fine. Yeah. But the second somebody starts hanging, goddamn, Jesus wants me for a sunbeam on their fucking wall. Yeah. Wrong. Problem. You can't do it. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Boo, yeah, sir. Boo, boo Francois Legault. How, how do you say boo in French? Le boo. <laughs> Boo! 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 <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to boo along with us, <laughs> you can do so by writing into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. Also check out the subreddit, TGIA Atheist. Atheist, yes, TGIA Atheist. Over there on Reddit. Dan. Yes, sir. Are you uh, a fan of chemtrails? Are you familiar with this concept? <laughs> well, yes, I'm familiar with the concept. And the concept is that you take contrails, which are the <laughs> condensation things that... <laughs> Real things. That happen behind airplanes. Yeah. The lines in the sky. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you pretend like the government is putting chemicals into them to control our minds. <laughs> Why would they do that? First of all, how could they do that? Also, not working. Yeah. No, My mind hasn't been controlled. Well, whatever whatever it is that you're trying to make us all believe or think or whatever, half of us are it's working on and half of us it's not. That's not a great track record. Well, I mean, that's But it turns good. out it's not about mind control. What do you mean, Dan? It turns out it's about fire. So, uh, we we you're about to learn. You're about to learn what it's really about. So uh, why don't you play that clip uh, from our favorite firefighter? What's his name? Mark Taylor. Yeah. Who's he's, not, he's not only a firefighter, he's also a prophet. He stopped being a firefighter to prophesy. Yeah. Now he's... That's how good his profiting. Yeah, he's great. You know, people were talking about the California fires a few weeks ago. Um, and me being a firefighter, you know, these, these guys were... Uh, California's got probably some of the most experienced brush firefighters in the world. And... These guys were saying that these these fires were exploding, and they couldn't control them. Wow. And for those guys to use that kind of language, they said they weren't even trying to stop it at the time. They were just trying to get people out of the way. And there's a reason why that's happening, brother. And it's because, again, uh, I, I encourage people, look up Dane Wigington and uh, you know go to his website. There's enough information and proof on there. Uh, he actually, one of his 46-minute videos, he verified four, like three or four different things that the Lord had been showing me. But the fires, the reason these fires are so hot out there right now and so great right now when these things burn is because they're not fighting a class A fire, which is wood and paper products. They're fighting a class D fire, a metal fire. And why is that? Is because they're spraying the atmosphere with the chemtrails with aluminum oxide. Aluminum burns at 1,200 degrees. The, the foliage is saturated with this stuff. And when it burns, you're not going to stop it. And this is the reason why. They've weaponized, again, trying to the depopulation, trying to make people sick, 
and trying to kill people off. This is their way of retaliating because um, I, I believe California's fixing to go red, brother. I believe that too, Mark. I do. And, and uh, there's an all-out assault on for California, Florida, and Texas. Watch for stuff happening in these three states because there's an all-out assault going on because when those if, – if California goes red, hang it up. They're done. California? Not California, Dan. California is in no danger of going No. We can't lose California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. I, there is this beautiful thing that happens when dopey conspiracy theory meets <laughs> Jesus, Lord God in heaven. Yeah. That is a, it, I don't know. I find it delightful. That guy's a, a craze balls uh, idiot and lots of people are listening to him. Right. It's fun. I know. But I do like that the chemtrails have gone from being like mind control to weather control. Now it's all about the weather control. The liberals, they control the weather. Why? Boy, we when, really, the Republicans have a lot of catching up to do because yeah. it's like they need a good weather defense shield, at least at a bare minimum. Yeah. But they need to be fighting fires, you know, with fire. Well, there you go. It, you know, and the, uh, when you control the weather. It's it's not a precision instrument. That's the problem with the liberalism is that mm. they're not using you know they're not targeting well because uh, yeah. when you when you first of all I think that's the problem with liberalism in general yeah because we have bad bad targeting bad targeting you just it's it's just blunt instruments all the time yeah get a scalpel you guys come on ah god I know lightning that's what we need none of the no more fires lightning no more hurricanes control. yes lightning Specific. oh my god yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Just get specific people, specific rooms, whatever. Yeah. yeah that's At what. least like, you know, tornado control. Yeah. Like if you could pick the path, that tornado. Well, I mean, <laughs> tornadoes largely in this country affect very, very red states. So, mm -hmm. yep. It's very clear. Mm -hmm. you know, I love that on like the same people who will, if their own... Well, I mean, so if a liberal place gets hit by weather, mm -hmm. that's God. Yeah. But if a conservative place gets hit by weather, that's the liberals. It, it's kind of convenient, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Liberals are apparently shit at weather. They can't prevent God from <laughs> doing that. Anyway. All right. Well, we, uh, we let, we've got a couple of voicemails. We've got an email. Why don't we, why don't we start with a voicemail and then I'll, uh, we'll do an email sandwich. Okay, Dan. Well, our first voicemail is coming from um, another former Mormon. A foreman. A foreman who uh, has his story uh, to tell about his little his little uh, path through woo. Yeah, yeah. So, so let, let's let's have a listen. Hi, guys. I've left a message before, and uh, I just have been listening to just catching up on your past episodes, and I've noticed that you talk a lot about, well, maybe not a lot, but you do tend to mention that you don't understand how people who leave the church get into the woo. And as somebody who left the church in Utah, I got super deep into the woo, like became a Reiki master, theta master, was way into like the crystals and the essential oils and blah, 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 blah. And I think part of it is that you leave the church and all of your personal power is taken away by the church while you're in it. Like you're just an automaton in it. And the woo offers some way for you to take back some personal power. But after you've been in it in a while and you've been doing it, I'll be honest with you, I'm not even interested in it anymore. And I don't have anything to do with the woo anymore. And I live in Mount Shasta, California. And believe me, the woo is everywhere around me. Um, so I just think it's kind of my personal opinion of why people get into the woo after they leave the church is because it's a way for them to see some personal power for themselves. And you know, start to take their spirituality into their own hands. And then I think after you go through it for a while, you either just realize that it's all crap, which is what I did, or it becomes your new truth, you know? Anyway, nice. Uh, I always enjoy listening to you guys. You're amazing, and I love the show. 
and have a great afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you listen to this. Bye. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. That is a, yeah, you know, it's so, I, I get it. I like the, this idea, you know, we were talking about those witches earlier. There's this thing of like trying to find a way to gain some personal power. Yeah. And I can see the appeal. I mean, hell, I see the appeal of wanting, you know, of, of, of being, uh, yeah, uh, having some sort of mystical ability or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's just, you, you, uh, you don't. Yeah. It's just, that's not real. Yeah. We're going to piss some people off with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and way to land into like Reiki. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Reiki. Those are, I mean, you know, whatever. It's, it's, people feel things. It's the massage with no touching, right? Isn't that Reiki? Well, it can have touch. It can, like, oh. there's, there's, a, there is a lot of, like, the hands over the body thing, but yeah. then there's also, like, and it's not massage, it's transfer of energy. So you put, oh, it's not like aura massage. Well, You're there's like that. Working the, I don't know. I haven't seen it all. I did uh, some, knot I, I did some study of it, and they, like, one thing, one video I saw, she just, she did a wave over her hand mm. to feel where the uh, where the blockages of the chi or the energy oh God, yeah. were, uh-huh. and then she would put her hands on them. Oh, for a few minutes. Yeah. Okay. And then just move her hands to another thing. It's very much like massage. Yeah. You, you, know, you find the knot. Right. Right. But it's energetic. Yeah. Yeah. It's energy. Right. Which means you get zero the flow of the energy. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. The energy has to flow correctly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> I'm going to move on to uh, an email that we got. This is from Sasha, who says, "Hey guys, just finished listening to number three fifty eight, the mm. hatred of Oaks." Yes. Uh, that was about Dallin Oaks, the Mormon Grinch who stole Gay mm. Christmas. Oh no! 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 Um, he says, thanks for another awesome podcast. As a former JW, I'm very familiar with the propaganda used by our former faiths. Uh, prompted by your annoyance and outrage at Brother Oak's uh, appalling comments last week, I wanted to share the material that J-dubs uh, all around the world studied at their week- weekend program. Uh, it's amazing how similar many points are. Here's the article. And he he did. He sent me a link. He she. I sorry. They sent me a link, um, to some some J Dub stuff, uh-huh. which I found very interesting. And I'm pulling it up now. I have it pulled up. Here it is. Uh, and I found a thing. It's we, here's what's fascinating. This whole article that is from JW.org, and it's from one of their magazines, from their Watchtower magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's the the lesson here is do you have the facts? Oh, uh, and it's very interesting because so much of the wording I can totally get behind because it's like don't believe everything that you read. Oh right, and you know be sure to be careful. So he, I, I'm just going to read one paragraph from it because it's quite delightful. Okay, to make good decisions, we need solid facts. I approve. Oh, I approve. Yeah, okay, that so far so good. Therefore, we need to be highly selective and choose carefully what information we will read. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. You've gotten into some bad territory there. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We need good facts, so don't read things is a bad way of starting. We should not waste our time viewing questionable internet news sites or reading unsubstantiated reports circulated via email. Oh, yeah. It is especially important to avoid websites promoted by apostates. As in, oh no, that would be the uh, the J Dub equivalent of don't read anti Mormon stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Their whole purpose is to tear down God's people and to distort the truth. Poor quality information will lead to poor decisions. Never underestimate the powerful effect that misleading information can have on your mind and heart. AKA, we've seen what happens when people are exposed to the truth. It ruins our whole business model. Yeah. <laughs> please, please don't read anything that we haven't put out. And it literally links to like, it's funny because here's a few places that you can go to get good news. It says for breaking news, go to the feature breaking news on the JW.org website. No. 
And then no. they talk about the newsroom on the JW.org website. Yeah. Oh, God. Literally, they are, they are working even harder, I think, than the Mormons to create a bubble. Yeah. The Mormons are good at bubbling. Yeah. But for a while, we're trying to be very open. Yeah. We're not very open. <laughs> we're trying to be slightly open. Yeah. Right. And I think they, they realized that was... They're clamping back down. That was a problem. Well, I think, I think what happens is you get, you get one guy at the top of the chain who's, much, who's less afraid and so mm-hmm. opens things up and is fine. And then you get somebody else who's like, ah, super uptight. Right. And then they clamp like, down again. Super uptight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy... Well, Oaks, he's a mess. All, all of it, yeah. Nelson and N- Nelson and all of his uh, underlings. It's yeah. just a. It is now just as uptight as as it could possibly be. Brr. All right. Well, okay, Dan. Another voicemail here. Um, let's see. Oh, this is a story of a. Okay, so this caller um, recounts a story of a good deed, and uh, and then getting kind of caught in a situation that he wasn't expecting. So. Okay. I did something I normally don't do today. I picked up a hitchhiker. And I'm so glad I did. He was a wonderful elderly Hispanic man, and he made me laugh so much that I drove him an extra 20 miles out of my way to a McDonald's. And when we got there, he was so nice, and he asked me, what church do I go to? And... Reflective, reflexively, I said, well, I'm an atheist. And he, and he made a, uh, uh, a funny look on his face. And he said, well, I'm going to pray for you. So I had a little, little quick moment in my mind. Do I let him pray for me or do I assert myself? But I had so much fun with him and he was so nice that I thought if it would make him feel better, I will let him pray for me. So he held hands with me, and he said a short prayer in Spanish. So I don't know what he said. He could have been damning me for hell for all I know, but I don't think so. And then we shook hands, and he walked away. And I'm so glad that I let him pray for me, even though I don't believe a word of it. Because I know it made him feel better, and I don't really see how it affected me at all. But... I just thought that was an interesting, funny little anecdote. <clears throat> if you ever see an elderly Hispanic man trying to hitchhike, please uh, pick him up. You won't regret it. And thanks for the great podcast. Well, I don't, I don't know that that's uh, sort of universal advice. Yeah, that may not be always, <laughs> always sound advice. Uh, but however, it worked out. I'm glad that you had a good experience. <laughs> the whole people praying with you uh, for you thing wow. is wow. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, it's up to every each of us to sort of decide how we want to handle it. Yeah, uh, it bugs the crap out of me. Yeah, I if I, you do it on your own time, whatever. <laughs> don't tell me about it. Don't I? Well, first of all, I love the callers. Uh, you know just kindness and yeah. just like okay it's fine yeah. right um, and kindness and, is a great way to, yeah to a great guidepost for right. you and, and 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 so like i i think it's wonderful that he's in a place where that that was an option for him yeah sure <laughs> i still don't think i would do it i mean right? <laughs> even though I, I see it as like this nice gesture can i pray with you no no nah, yeah. fine. Fine. no yeah that no. Would, but Let's hold hands and say a nice thing to each other. If you want to pray, we'll do that instead. Let's look into each other's eyes, gaze longingly, and say something nice. Yeah. That'd be much better for me. Also, Mm -hmm. by the way, 20 miles out of your way to a McDonald's? Where do you live? (laughs) And how important is Mickey D's? Yeesh. That's that's that seemed excessive. <laughs> anyway, thanks for calling in. Uh, do we have anyone to thank? Do we have some people? We do we have to, people to thank. Do we need to, to absolutely give Dan. our gratitude? We have two new. Uh, well, actually, let me back up. We have one new faithful okay listener. Lovely uh, free thinker. Okay, free thinker. Well done. Thank you, free thinker. And uh, we have a new venerable listener. Luna. 
So thank you. Hooray Luna. for Luna. Hooray, both of you. Thank you so much for uh, for for kicking into the kitty. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and I guess we have a couple more to thank. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have uh, Angela, who is our emeritus uh, Lord and Savior, sitting there uh, just chilling in her in her Versace clothes or whatever. Yeah. Well, emeritus. Yeah. That's. That's, you, you that's not easy to, to get no, an no. emeritus position anywhere. No, you know? certainly and not. So, and it's certainly coveted. not on our program. There's only <laughs> been one ever, <laughs> and coveted, it is she. Always coveted if you can be a, a professor emeritus or a, or, a, or a lord and savior emeritus. A lord and savior emeritus. So, so thank you, Angela. And of course, as always, we have our top donor, our current reigning, reigning lord and savior, yeah. Jenny! The champion. Yes, indeed. And if you'd like to join these kind folk, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, click on the support tab, and then uh, select the level of support that, uh, you know, fits your fancy. Yeah. Thank you so much to all of our supporters. Peace be upon you. Bye-bye. Or thank you. Or amen. (laughs) Or whatever. Dan. Yeah? Boo. Ah, It's ghosty time. (laughs) It's so spooky in in October. I know. All the ghouls and the the goblins and the the spirits from the dark. Yeah, because because autumn feels like shit and, (laughs) and it feels like everything's dying, so we just celebrate death. It must be weird... For Australians who listen to American shows, because we just get obsessed with, like, spooky things around this time of year, and it's turning nice for them now. <laughs> yeah. Everything's getting, like, happy now. Oh, spring ghosts, you know. Spring ghosts. Happy spring ghosts yeah. to all of you down under. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Um, but tis the season here, Dan. Yes, indeed. We, uh, our minds turn toward hauntings and and whatnot as the days grow shorter yeah and uh but it brings up an interesting issue i think for us Mm -hmm. and our listeners which is you know like um the fact that our, our our little brains as 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 great as they are as amazing as they are uh have this tendency to see uh things in the shadows and uh to cause us to freak out uh, when bumps in the night happen. I think you mean we can see ghosts and they're all around us. <laughs> and they're making noises. And they're making noises. <laughs> no, no, no. I have actually a really good example of this. Okay. So, um, there is uh, a uh, security light uh, down below my 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 window. Yeah. Uh, in my apartment, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, they, I, I've actually been thinking about, uh, bu- bugging the HOA to, uh, maybe like block its upward direction because oh. it only needs to be pointed downward. It doesn't <laughs> need to be pointed up at my window. Um, but what that does is it, the light comes is through some leaves mm-hmm. comes through a tree sure, and it basically is projecting this pattern onto the ceiling. Sure. Right? And uh, there have been plenty of nights where I wake up from a dream and there's some kind of face or just uh, image or whatever you. up in the pattern that's up on the ceiling. <laughs> and, and, and a fully awake mind, yeah. I, I, I would never see that. It's just, it's just leaves sort of moving, mm. you know, or and being the moving is even still. spookier. The, the moving can be spooky, but to, the patterns, I guess actually really do hit on the more still nights. Oh, okay. Um, because it's just sort of this, you know, splatter effect on, on the ceiling. Right. Right. Um, and it's, it's, and I have a funny reaction, Yeah, you know, like, because I see it and I'm just like, ah, and I close my eyes. Right. Well, we know and sometimes I'm awake enough that I'll like stare my way through it. Right. And just sort of like be like, no, those are obviously just leaves. But if I'm still kind of sleepy, it's like, I have a little bit of a fright. 
Right. Right. I actually feel it. And I, well, oh, oh, God. Well, and we know kind of where this phenomenon comes from. Mm-hmm. There's this yeah. agency detection thing that happens in us. It's an mm-hmm. evolutionary mandate. And it's it was very useful when we were a species that was like getting hunted all the time by right. other critters or whatever. Right. Like if you see a, the grass sort of splitting itself, you're programmed to go, ah, maybe a thing. And run or, you know, not or, or at least pay more attention. Right. Uh, you know, because it could be a snake or if you see like we're we're genetically programmed to see faces in things. Yeah. Like human face pattern. Mm-hmm. We're looking for that in everything. We see right. it in the moon. We see it in the clouds. We see it in the everything. Right. Because we're it's important that we know when there's another human around. Right. Uh, especially since that might mean danger. Mm. So. So, yeah, I mean, none of this disproves the phenomenon of ghosts. Right. But it's definitely, you know, it, here, and here's the other thing that happens. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted this conversation to happen today. Oh? Uh, the other day, uh, a, a week or two ago, um, a Facebook friend posted a thing about their, uh, their kid okay. who had, quote, found... Or who had been visited by a six-year-old little girl at, in the nighttime. Oh, no. Well, well, no, wait a second. First of all, who was a six, six-year-old little girl? Uh, uh, why was she there? Um, no, no, no. There was no one there. No, no. Here's the thing. Uh, she probed these questions, was asking, who is this? You know, ask oh, her no. what her name is and... Ask her who oh, she is. No. So, like, on subsequent nights, he'd come back with more story about this little girl and who, how old she is, and she's lost, and I find her. And, it, you know, it's very interesting because the kid's clearly creative. Yeah. And stuff. But she was putting a call out. Does anyone know any mediums or something that can help me oh. tease out this story from my little boy? Oh, my God. And I was, like, freaking out because do not fuck up your child who is having a cool, like, sort of imaginary time Yeah, with believing it. Like, the right. worst thing you could do is be like, oh, my God, we got to figure out all the things about this. Like, this, interestingly, the entire spirituality movement yeah. happened because... A couple little girls, the Fox sisters, go ahead and research them, were just played a prank and then didn't know how to get themselves out of it because adults started believing them. Right. It's the same with the Salem witch trials. Right. A bunch of people were murdered right. for being witches because some little kids, you know, kind of started a prank that they didn't, that, that got out of control and they didn't right. know how to keep under wraps. Fortunately, on my friend's uh, thing in the thread, some psychologists or psych, you know, some therapists were like, hey, maybe don't uh, do that. Maybe just let your little one sort of go through this on their own and they'll be fine. Right. I, but listen, I had a conversation with another friend of mine who's, who's a mother of three. They're all grown now. But she was talking about how there's nothing fucking creepier than little kids. <laughs> they say and do some of the creepiest shit. Okay. Like she like her her she had a little boy who came to her at one point and told her that he had a friend who lived in the crack in the mirror. Yeah, that's oh, that's not good. That is a creepy ass <laughs> thing for a kid to say. That is like that is some horror movie shit. Yeah, yeah. No, you I'm could, you could base an entire movie oh yeah on that concept oh yeah you you do some some like the ring stuff with that oh, and trust me you're gonna you've well, got a franchise the the little uh the crack in the mirror is that a, is that not a movie that should be a movie the crack in the mirror that's, that's just awesome title that's a great fucking title yeah the, she was also talking about how her kids she used to wake up and her kids would just you know one or the other of her kids would be standing over her staring at her yeah not doing anything not waking her up just staring silently. Just, just fingering the knife in their in their hand. Oh, who was it that told me the knife story? Somebody's, somebody what? had a kid. Like, all the knives had disappeared in their house. <laughs> all of the knives were gone in their house. 
And they went to all of their kids, and they're like, where's the... And then the, the littlest one, they're like, do you know where the knives are? And she was like, no. And they're in that sort of way where like, oh, fuck, she knows where the knives are. Uh-huh. And they finally found them. They were in the the uh, the tanks of all of the toilets in oh, the okay. house. Oh, that's not... Okay. And like, yeah, it's just... Kids do creepy fucking shit, and then every, <laughs> like parents' brains go crazy. Well, and this person uh, clearly wanted their kid to be uh, very special. Well, they right. know their child is special, right. right? And that's the thing is that like, what a gifted, gifted child. When I you have. believe in the woo, uh-huh. and then and you want the woo to be true, right? And then your kid does something like it's like, oh, oh, that's the woo. It's happening. He talks to dead people. Right. Yeah. I don't know why that would be a thing you'd want. What if what if they could just help this little girl on her journey to find her way? She's stuck. Dan. Yeah. She's a lost soul. Dan. Oh, my gosh. It is just it is so. It's dumb. We mm-hmm. as a society need to reject these concepts. Like, well, let me tell you something. If you believe in mediums who can talk to the yeah. other side, you're wrong. Right. Well, and first that of all, just doesn't exist. First of all, uh, we were just talking about horror films. Mm-hmm. Has this 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 parent uh, have, have have they have they never seen a horror movie? This is how horror, this again. This is how horror movies start. Yeah. Little kid, innocent enough. There's a little ghosty girl coming around, mm-hmm. singing little songs and la la la. Like emerging from your television. La la la. And then, yeah. I'm lost. I don't know where I'm yeah. going. I, we, well, we need to help her. Oh my God, no. Yeah. Run. Oh, did you? Sell your house. <laughs> move to another state. If whatever you have to do, change your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avoid that at all did costs. Did you ever see about... To have a heap of hurt to send it on you. Did you ever see there was a, a prank video that somebody produced? I don't know who it was. Uh, where the entire... And the, the brilliance of this prank is its simplicity. Mm-hmm. They dressed a little girl in a little dress. She had long black hair and they pulled it sort of a little bit over her face. <laughs> okay. And they put her in a hotel hallway with kind of a spotlight coming down on her. <laughs> And just had her stand there. And people would round the corner and go, ah! and run away. <laughs> Grown people at the site. She wasn't doing anything. I think she was, her arms were straight down by her side. Her head was kind of at a weird little creepy angle. She was doing nothing but looking at them. And they would scream and run away. Of course they would. Because that ain't normal. <laughs> That is unexpected. It's not normal. Yeah. They've seen the movie. They know it's bad. <laughs> they know they everything that They're you gonna, just described yeah. is what's going through their minds. They, they will leave their iPhone charger in that room and never come back. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it could have been. Um, the, no. If it would have been a full grown man with a shaved head and tattoos all over it, they would have just been like, hey, and walked past. Yeah. You could be holding a bloody axe. <laughs> but you put that little girl down there. <laughs> This is the funniest shit in the world. Google that, too. Uh, It's just one of those things where our minds are programmed for dangers. Yeah. And if we give in to that part of our brains, that's when things go badly. Yeah. So don't do it, kids. Uh, uh, This is is a TGIA public service announcement. Yeah. Uh, When you feel like you saw a ghost, don't worry about it. You didn't. Yeah. There was no ghost. There was no ghost. There may have been a thing. I don't know. There may have been a bird in the night that flew past you. Mm. May have been something. Who knows? Leaves. Leaves. Leaves on the ceiling. But yeah, there was no ghost. You're fine. Yeah. There may have been a little girl in the in the hallway, though. Boy. Little girl in the hallway. No, that's also a horror film right there. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, there you go. Uh Get out there and, and if you have some ghosty fun that you want to share with us, share 
ghost stories? Share your ghost stories with us. Uh, convince us that we're wrong if you want to. Or tell us about somebody that you know that believed something oh, okay. silly. Uh, you can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge request to join. It's a closed group, but we will let you in. Indeed. Also go to the Reddit page. Don't forget that. Reddit slash r slash TGIAtheist. Uh, hey, speaking of all of the, the Facebooky things, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on the Facebook page. Thanks to uh, Sarah, Danny, and Amy for their work uh, mo- moderating the, the Members Only Lounge. And, of course, a big thank you goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and also to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Yes, and thank all of y'all for tuning in uh, each week. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.